Okay, Ryan, here we are, back on the podcast. Been a while. Look who came crawling back for more. It was both of us. We both needed Yeah, we, so we were bad. like... We have no life. I need you. I need you. Water. Water. I've got a killer, killer weekly recommendation at the end of this episode. So oh, well, I'm glad you do, uh, because I forgot to choose one. <laughs> well, you can have one of mine. I'll, I'll give you the worst one. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> your weekly recommendation is Brie Larson's no longer new YouTube channel. That's what I wrote down like four weeks ago before we recorded. She just, did you watch that video? Of her no. Like, oh, she came out. She's got a YouTube channel now. Brie Larson? Really? Yeah, Brie Larson. Brie I don't even care about Will Smith's YouTube channel. What makes oh, you I think know. I'm going to care about Brie Larson having a YouTube Well, let me tell you what, Brady. She's probably going to do some epic collaborations with the likes of lily singh oh other youtubers that we don't watch probably a, a one of the polls guru. yeah no who's not polls in or whatever yeah <laughs> no but uh no she put out this video it was like i don't know if it was top of trending but it was definitely on trending of youtube and it's her sitting there and she and she goes i'm starting a youtube channel and then it's her on a zoom meeting acting like she doesn't know how her camera works, even though she's directed a feature length film. And then she, I mean, I'm not serious. I'm That's not kidding. She's like, how point. does this work? Am I on? Am I on? Oh, hello. And she's talking to all these YouTube celebrities being like, what kind of video should I make? And they're like, you should just be you, Brie. Yeah. Because like, they oh, are big, big mistake. But, um, anyway, and I was just like, all right, I'm checking out now. I haven't checked back in. Maybe she's got a second video. I don't know. <laughs> Well, good luck that's with that, a, Ryan. That's not a real recommendation. <laughs> yeah. It's yours now. You got to own it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go with that. I. Uh... <laughs> You're listening to the Movie Wasteland Podcast with Brady. He stinks, and I don't like him. And Ryan. Shut up. Just shut up, you idiot. Yep, we're still alive. <laughs> it's time for Revenge of the Movie Wasteland, Brady. Yeah, I thought you were about to do, like, uh, what's that Imagine Dragon song? It's time to begin, come again. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 That was really popular, I, like, in 2014. The yeah, they yeah, do. Exactly. It's nothing big, <laughs> but a big bass drum with some yeah. groans in the background. <laughs> uh are they this generation's nickelback uh they've become that i think they weren't at the beginning of this decade (laughs) but then when they released their second song and it sounded just like their first one we're like oh Oh, here we go (laughs) (laughs) hey uh welcome back to the movie wasteland with brady and ryan i'm brady he's ryan how you doing ryan hello mate <laughs> and uh yeah that, all joking aside we're still here we're still alive we've been <laughs> on hiatus for a little while it's been a busy past few weeks but uh hey we're still right in the middle summer of star wars even though uh this summer of star wars may go into the fall a little bit <laughs> look the first day of fall is not for quite some time so when is it i have no idea well hold on <laughs> i don't second. actually know that Hey, Siri, when is the first day of fall? Is this some weird flex? September 22nd. 
oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We got like a month. We dude. can do that. Absolutely. It used to always tick me off as a kid that like summer, like the official first day of summer was like June 22nd or something. Like, <laughs> it's, it's already 95 it's degrees outside. Yeah. It's been 95 since May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, I, I always kind of think about that, you know, summer starting in like mid May and then ending in mid September. Well, I like to, yeah, exactly. I like to follow the movie release date calendar, which has been getting earlier and earlier. So it's now like last week in March is the first of summer, basically. Yeah. So basically, once BBJ, you ruined the calendar. (laughs) Basically, uh, once September gets here and we start getting Mark Wahlberg movies, that's how you know summer has come to an end. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Me up. I was trying to do a Mark Wahlberg wake me up when September ends joke, but I oh, know. I thought you were doing like uh, a skillet. Wake me up inside. Gosh, I'm stuck oh, on yeah. rock bands today. I don't that's, know why. That's not. That's Evanescence. Anyway. Oh my bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Skillet doesn't have chicks in their band. I don't think. I don't. Know. They have the one. The Dude, one I, lady. I have no idea. Okay. Wait. Hey, Ryan. You feel like talking Star Wars? <laughs> Not really. No, Let's talk about skillet. That's what this podcast is all about: is skillet. Is that that? Uh, oh, never mind. I was gonna. Let's do it. So uh, we are talking about Return of the Jedi, Episode Six, the last Star Wars movie of all time up until oh, twenty twelve. Whenever Disney paid four billion dollars to say, <laughs> "Yeah, we're gonna make more." <laughs> yep. And looking back, was it the best decision? Uh, we'll see. Uh, we got the Mandalorian. Yeah. Hello. One could argue that the Mandalorian was coming no matter what Disney wanted. But um, yeah, that's true. Anyway, Return we got of those the Great EA Games. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, all t- dude. All two of them. Hello. Yeah. Let's get ten, it going. Ten years, two games, man, totally worth it. But um, yeah. Six so cancellations, though. yeah. Six, six delayed games. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like so, that trend. Return of the Jedi, man. I got to say, um, even after all these years, it 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 is so weird uh, talking about some of these. All right, never mind. Let me scrap that. Uh, the pre <laughs> the prequels, I think. Uh, have always felt the same to me. And we've already talked about those. We just talked about, you know, the first two in the original trilogy. This is the first star Wars movie. I feel really weird talking about just knowing where the story goes from here. (laughs) Oh yeah. Does that inform your decisions a little, or like your opinions a little bit? Kind of. It, it does. It actually does. Um, I know. It's tough. I have to isolate everything. I kind of compartmentalize and put it in a box by itself because I I have had I am right where you're at. I've, I've thought a similar thing before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting talking about this movie. However, I have felt this way um, since 2015, since basically The Force Awakens mm. came out about Return of the Jedi. And one could argue it was like this before The Force Awakens came out. I still think this is the most, whatever word you want to use, underappreciated or overlooked Star Wars movie. I still yeah. think it is. Uh, mainly because this movie um, is kind of known as the kids movie uh, amongst the entire bunch. 
Yeah. It's got its silly moments. It definitely has its fair share of those. I think people a lot of times overlook the dramatic moments. It, this movie is such a hodgepodge of moments I really, really like and moments where I, I, I'm on the fence or moments yeah. I just don't care for altogether. And all you know, when you put that all together, it's hard to draw for me a, a, a single conclusion about this movie. Uh, if I'm making sense here, it, it's hard you to, are. it's hard to, for me to just nail down how I feel about this movie, because sometimes I think this movie is fantastic. And sometimes I think, ah, oh, man, it's, kind of a letdown in a few areas and then other times I'm on the fence about it but that's just so me. growing up I always loved all three of the original trilogy mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I come to realize or came to realize that oh wait not everybody likes Return of the Jedi yeah you know <laughs> and I was like oh okay and I will say there is a different feeling to this movie, especially watching the first two and you know watching right the off the bat. It just feels yeah, very just, different, and and it's not all only the pacing, but I do this movie does start off much slower than the other two. Yeah, I mean, I clocked the first quote unquote action sequence as the Rancor um, pit is twenty five minutes in, so it's a yep. lot of walking and talking and motioning with hands, which is cool. It's cool. And uh, I like that stuff. Um, yeah. As uh, Chris it, Stuckman it, put it uh, in his review for this movie, I just watched it a little while ago. Oh, He's yeah. like, he, he basically said the th- same thing, you know, a lot of dialogue to start off this movie. Yeah. And it all kind of gets summed up whenever 3PO goes, oh, look, it's Captain Solo and he's still frozen in carbonite. carbonite. In case you forgot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and. But 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 aside from that, there is a different feel to the film, and you know, does that? Some will even point to this movie as saying, "Look, Phantom Menace was not the shift in tone for Star Wars. It was actually Return of the Jedi." You see, a fair point. There, it's a fair point. I, yeah, I think there's merit to that but nevertheless i still think there are some really fantastic moments in this movie oh gosh yeah up there like some of my top moments are from this film absolutely well well, we'll get to this later but my favorite moment in all of star wars is in this movie surprisingly yeah um but yeah this return of the jedi uh you know one thing uh i one thing it makes very clear from the very beginning is that it has a very fun, adventurous tone to it. Um, and it's leveled with some more serious drama moments, kind of like what you were alluding to there. But I mean, right from the get go, I mean, even Darth Vader on the second Death Star, like the dialogue is quippy, you know, it's, it's, yep. it's, you know, we shall double laugh. It's, you know, I can't yeah, even I love say the- it that fine. <laughs> I can't even say I that love fast. The, the staccato, we shall double laugh. It's, <laughs> I'm glad they caught that on film because you will never see anyone say that line quicker than that (laughs) (laughs) ever again. No, I love that scene though. When he comes on to the death star and they're all lined up. And then when the emperor comes later and the music's going, yes, ah, that that's cool, man. It's cool in the back of your mind. And I know people were thinking this in 1983 and it's hard not to think about it now. Really? A second death star? (laughs) Because the first one worked so well. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Well, um, in the opening crawl, they're like the Empire has begun construction on a new, you know, 
you know, project or whatever. And I wrote my first note is what could this mysterious new Imperial space station be? Oh, it's another Death Star. <laughs> it's another Death Star. There we go. All right, yeah. Cool. Oh, my God. Can you hear this? My neighbor is mowing his yard. What is going on? I, uh, it happens Shit. every time. I, I'm telling you. You need to get that on-air light, and it solves everything. Just it's hang it on. out your I window. Put one in, I put one in his yard. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. I can't hear yeah, it. I, don't, to be, to I be just think, I really don't care. I just think it's kind of funny. <laughs> How I mean, it happens I, every time. Am I going to get worried about the quality of this podcast now? I mean, come on. It's too late. (laughs) Your neighbor mowing his lawn is like uh, the episode of The Office whenever Andy keeps on stepping in that horse pile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like walking around in the kitchen. He steps in. He's like, what is this doing in here? (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. But I will say this about the Death Star. Death Star 2, the design, like the half-built. Oh, it's cool looking. So awesome. It's great. So awesome. Yeah, and it looks great on screen. It really does. Yeah. Well, have you seen how big it was when they built it? It's massive. Oh, yeah, it's, it's huge. Enormous. It's enormous. Yeah. yeah. On the uh, special features um, that I have uh, on the latest editions, they there's this like ongoing series throughout uh, each of the movies in the bonus features where they take you into... Um, basically this big warehouse there um at um oh like the skywalker ranch skywalker ranch i'm sorry i went blank there yeah Yeah, it's at the archive center and it goes through uh movie by movie and shows you some of the props and stuff used from each movie it's really cool and they have that huge model of the death star there and it's awesome (laughs) can you imagine man just being like the curator for that place like keep maintaining it keep it i gotta say man they better have like at least a dozen security guards guard in that place because I guarantee you I'd be the so Louvre does not have better security <laughs> than that. I'm not even kidding. Man. You're probably right because <laughs> I mean, Hey man, think about it. Now, all due respect to everyone who works at Lucasfilm, but you got to know there's people there who have some light fingers and <laughs> who uh, are like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, we're looking at you. <laughs> you stole a franchise right from underneath our noses. You stole my heart. <laughs> oh, not but, really. Uh, not in that way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the opening of this movie with the Death Star and Vader arriving, that's all great. The music is awesome. And then, like you said, we go to Tatooine and uh, we uh you you know get introduced to one of my favorite characters in Star Wars first of all Jabba the Hutt I love oh. Jabba the Hutt um who were you thinking He's cool I was thinking his uh oh I can't remember Salacious Crumb I I... yeah I thought you were gonna say Salacious yeah. Crumb no yeah yeah I can't do that laugh but yeah I love Jabba the Hutt uh I think the reason I like him a whole lot though is he he's good in this movie but he's even better in canon uh, like he really is like the Al Capone oh, yeah. of the Outer it's, Rim in canon. He's kind of that swarmy, just kind of slimy, gross mob boss. But he's he can do whatever he wants and be as gross as he wants because he's so powerful. Even the people around him are like, are we going to tell him his shirt's untucked? No, just don't even worry about it. Don't, don't even worry about it, dude. Yeah. So. so we get to meet Jabba. We get reunited with uh, Leia and Luke. 
and each character Han, one by all one the characters by one. and Han has aged like 10 years in the carbonite and when he wakes up his hair is like all poofy and stuff it's, I know it's great it's good man. stuff <laughs> you know my what you know what I love when Leia unfreezes him she just lets him fall and smack on the ground smack. like a hot potato <laughs> I mean she doesn't even try to catch him <laughs> Now, I in her defense, now, in, well, no, I can't say that anymore. In her defense, I was going to say, well, you know, she's kind of a tiny lady. You know, she'd get crushed. But we now know, thanks to the Rise of Skywalker, she's a freaking Jedi. So she should yeah. be able to take, you know, a dude exactly. falling on her. <laughs> exactly. I love, though, how she comes in and negotiates with Jabba with a thermal detonator. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. And I like her design, her um, her bounty hunter mask. It's cool. It's so. cool, but even cooler than that, I love after that whole situation is over and they've come to a resolution and uh, Jabba has agreed to pay like 35000 for the... Dumb. Yeah, yeah. I love how Boba Fett over there in the corner just kind of nods his head like in respect. That's always been really cool to me. I know. He can probably tell it's actually a chick under there, and he's like, hey, baby. I bet he's got his hunches. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, But when I was a kid, I had no clue. I I vividly remember watching Return of the Jedi. Maybe not for the first time. I, I probably had seen it even at a younger age, but I remember watching it at a, uh, for the first time and like really paying attention instead of playing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so you I, were 17. Yeah. 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 No, it you. was just the other day, but, uh, <laughs> oh, for this podcast, when you were like, I got to pay attention for this pod. No, I remember being really surprised. It was Leia like, Whoa. Yeah. No, but no, I, I, I did too. I was shook, dude, shook. And then, um, not really, but uh, I do always like the Boba Fett, the nod of like, nice going, nice, nice work yeah. there. Yeah. One of my favorite moments of this movie, though, actually takes place during the part of uh, this part of the movie, our introduction to Luke. I love yeah. the introduction to Luke in this movie because this ain't the farm boy, Luke. This ain't. The, you know, Speaking of aging 35 years in, two, <laughs> in a movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can't see what cigarette studio. I was about to but, say, stay away from nicotine. Stay away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Luke's introduction in this movie is cool because he's not the farm boy anymore. Uh, anymore. He's not, you know, in over his head, kind of like how he was in Empire Strikes Back. He's a full on Jedi Knight and he comes yeah. in. He's silhouetted against, you know, the lights shining behind him, coming through the yeah. big gated door and everything. And um, he just he does fall choked. for the trap door, but I will look past that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he chokes out two Gamorrean guards and then he negotiates with Jabba. It's, oh, it's great, man. I think. It's, yeah freaking awesome no it's it's it it is awesome it is awesome because by that point we've seen lando because he nods he he pulls his mask down way too far yeah i mean way too far for the camera yeah it's like we get it dude (laughs) we i see you lando no literally all we needed to see was the mustache but he was like you want to see my soul patch too (laughs) he's like i'm also in batman 89 baby in in a few years but um not for the sequel though (laughs) hey but um but we're waiting for luke to show up and then when he does i always like the black I said uh, this is my favorite version of Luke in the entire saga, to be honest. So hard. You know what? He has 
since we're doing clothes talk here again, he has great looks, man. I love his, you know, moisture farm outfit. (laughs) And I love his like tan, like flight suit or whatever. Yeah. But this suit is also great. But I I think the best bin suit, the best bin outfit is my favorite. But man, the black with the like the collar pulled down later. Yeah. Man, absolute champ. Personally, not just costume wise, uh, this is my favorite part in Luke's journey as a character is in return is of the this, Jedi. Yeah. Um, it's definitely my he favorite comes, part of the entire movie. He comes a long way. And I mean, obviously he's the hero. <laughs> Golly, I got to keep one second <laughs> for a second there. I thought my neighbor was mowing my yard. It's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> thought he was mowing your wall. Yeah. Oh, he ran over the on air sign. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We're good. No, you were saying, uh, I think I, I was done. I was just oh. saying like, uh, oh, Luke's come so far. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not really not trying. Come so far, <laughs> so and uh, Ryan, I'm really not trying to go in, in order end, here. But uh, shut up, gosh. that's what Kathleen Kennedy has. She's like, in the end, huh, Star Wars doesn't matter. <laughs> OK, you don't want to go in order. It's kind of talk. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying to go in order throughout this movie, but I keep on thinking of something else to talk about. And uh, well, let's talk about it. Well, we got to talk about uh, it's hard to believe this is one of the most contra- controversial moments in Star Wars history, and it still is to this day. Uh, but when you think about uh, Star Wars now, you know, over 40 years later, uh, this is definitely on the lower end of controversial moments now. But mm-hmm. at the time, this was the most controversial thing about star Wars. And it is the fact that Boba Fett dies like a punk, <laughs> <laughs> like an absolute chump, an yes. amateur chump. <laughs> this, is, what, this is a Mandalorian. This is like yeah. the greatest bounty hunter in history. That has always baffled me that they killed him off in that way. Yeah. You know, it's just, and I mean, they've with a screech you know, and a burp. That's how Boba Fett dies. Yeah. Yeah, he dies by and accidentally getting hit by a blind guy. So, yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know, yeah. Boba Fett dies like a chump. But once again, that's kind of the story throughout this entire movie. They're dorky, kind of silly moments here and there. But there's also like funny moments like uh, this. Original- like the burp. That's funny. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Oscar worthy material right there. No, uh, there's funny moments and fun. You know, uh, one thing they decided to do in Return of the Jedi is kind of bring back the quippy dialogue, like I said earlier, that you kind of had uh, in, in Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. but have it, you know, instead of having quippy, funny dialogue and very, you know, dramatic scenarios and stuff like that, have it in more silly scenarios. And it works yes. for the most part. Like you have Han trying to save Lando from being dragged down in the. Uh, yeah. Uh, pits of despair or whatever it's called like, I, th- I thought you were blind he goes i can see a lot better now <laughs> i'm a little higher just a little, yeah, a little higher a little higher <laughs> how was chewy holding on to his feet i just gotta ask there's no way there's no way Han <laughs> would be dead but, yeah. yeah but uh you know that's funny and you know but once again another dorky part this is the plan that was teased at the end of oh, yeah. empire strike back this was the big plan that was going to save han yeah, was okay. We're gonna have R two D two launch a lightsaber through the air, and they pause so long before oh, that moment man. when Luke is standing on the edge of that, you know, diving board. <laughs> he's yes, 
and the music it's like john williams didn't know what to do and he was just like thumb 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 and they actually make fun of that in uh the family guy uh parody of this (laughs) yeah you remember it where like it's for like two minutes solid that's all they do is like nod to one another just keep like nodding and these stuff Oh, okay, Lando. If the pulling down the mask wasn't bad enough, he nods so big. Right yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like he almost does puts up the AOK sign. It's like he nodded. Got gotcha, you, Luke, old buddy. He nodded so big he got whiplash. But uh... exactly, exactly. <laughs> I absolutely, as a kid though, the Luke's diving board trick where he <laughs> pulls himself back up. Thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Every time I went to a pool, I'd always try it. Yeah, and it doesn't work really good in water, does it? <laughs> no, because your body's half in the water. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it felt like Luke. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, kind of skipping forward here. I hope you don't mind that we're kind of skipping Not over some all. stuff here and stuff. But uh, <laughs> you and I both really think this moment is funny, and we definitely got to talk about it. Is uh, a little bit later. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Luke. He uh, goes back to Dagobah and sees Yoda. And I really like this scene between uh, him and Yoda. And, you know, we find yes. out Luke is the last Jedi, at least for a moment. Uh, and then Yoda dies uh, and says, there is another. And uh, it's like, gosh, you couldn't have told me that five yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Near <laughs> hyperventilating, thinking I'm the only hope for the galaxy. And then right with your final breath, you're like, there's another. <laughs> <laughs> but frank oz the acting in that scene oh it's wonderful oh, to the fantastic. day man I, i'll be honest with you i get really sad whenever i see yoda die just because the Absolutely. acting is great and that puppet yeah. is amazing it's and real frank oz, he's real dude and there's no oz, other way to put it like i said in a past episode frank oz definitely would be on uh, uh my mount rushmore of star wars um, yes yes uh, but yeah, so we have this great moment on Dagobah with Luke, and then <laughs> we get the uh, sort of infamous scene where uh, Obi Wan and Luke are talking, sitting on the log, and Obi Wan's yeah. "That's why your twin sister remains anonymous," <laughs> and he's like, yeah. "Leia," <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa, hold on! You think the the galaxy's got trillions of girls in it, and the one girl that you know in your whole life—that's the you know, yeah. you, know you don't even know her. There She's are, not even here. There are hilarious videos on YouTube where people have recut that scene to where it uh, it shows Luke and he goes, "Leia, Leia's my sister," and then it flashes to that shot from Empire Strikes Back of them kissing, and then it yeah. goes back to Luke and he's got like this big concerned look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh unfortunate <laughs> oh it's so funny but yeah kind of an infamous moment there but uh well we always talk about when the prequels that oh you know or at least i do oh george lucas he wrote himself into a corner here and he just ignored it he's been doing that since 83 man hey, <laughs> you but know what you i mean what? I respect the heck of a out of guy who writes himself into a corner and deals with it over uh, an entire movie production yeah. that has no plan at all and just kind of wings it every single time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, 
uh, yeah. <laughs> well, then uh, I, I mentioned those two parts to get to this next part that both I know both of uh, us really. Oh, I know what you were. The briefing. The rebel briefing on the uh, Mon Calamari <laughs> ship. And we get to see uh, Admiral Akbar for the first time, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. Gotta love Akbar. And um, we also see um, uh, Mon Mothma for the first time. Very, very important Star Wars character in uh, Star Wars lore, Mon Mothma. Both her and Akbar, really. But um, yeah. uh, anyway. She name drop some Bothans. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Botham spies who uh, I don't know if it's in the new canon now, but in the old canon, they were basically dogs that walked on two legs those were bothans that's not nearly as cool as what i had in my imagination but yeah yeah wouldn't make a (laughs) cool movie though yeah Yeah. (laughs) no i don't think it would (laughs) (laughs) the uh, rebel briefing goes on here and it's ryan and i both get really cracked up because you know here they are they're having the briefing they're learning about how they're going to take down the death star and you know han general solo is you know like all right i need a crew and like, General Ch- Solo, is your strike team assembled? Well, I've got the ships, but I don't have the strike team. Leia's just like, General, count me in. Count and, me in. And it's like, nobody has a problem with that. It's like, listen, Leia, as much as you go missing all the time, why don't you just sit this yeah, one no. out? <laughs> as much trouble as you get in. And then, um, you know, Chewie's like, and Han says, you know, well, I didn't so want to speak pretty for rough, you. buddy. Yeah, I didn't want to speak for you. And I've always imagined Chewie saying to that, like growling back. I've always imagined him saying after Han says that, like, dude, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally all you have. You think I'm, I'm not going to go with have. it? Yeah. <laughs> and then the part that Ron and I get most the, the dorkiest cra- moment the of dork- all this movie. Yes, it is so dorky, but it's so funny at the oh. same time. Is Luke walking in and going, "I'm, and with, I'm you, with you, you too." too. And it, the meeting's over. It's done. <laughs> they get up and they hug, and then everybody's just kind of sitting around. And they're like, "All right, meeting's over." Uh, yeah, I always, <laughs> I always joke around with Ron. Yeah, I always joke around with Ron, and <laughs> every time I watch that movie, I always think about that time I told you, like, okay, it's like a uh, Ag- Admiral Akbar is like, okay, meeting's over. We got coffee and donuts over here. Just help yourself. <laughs> yeah, but you got to think the guys that are sitting right behind him are like. Are we done here? Can we leave? Yeah. Are we good? I got some paperwork to fill out. Can I leave now? Uh, Mon Mothma or Akbar should be like, who is this guy or something? (laughs) Who are you? Oh yeah. That's the, there are some dumb kind of dorky moments in this movie, but that one, that one may be the dorkiest. Yeah. I'm with you too. And And you know, Uh, right after this, we go to the scene where Han is leaving the Falcon, and yes, he's leaving. I was bring this up. So I'm glad you remember. <laughs> and so this is yet again another very dorky part, but I've got something to say about it here in a second. But yeah, he's, you know, Han is like, she's the fastest ship in the fleet. I'll take good care of her, old buddy. And you know, they start to leave, and. Han goes, I've got your word. You're going to take care of her, right? And Lando's like, would you get out of here, you crazy pirate? <laughs> yeah, pirate. Would you get going, you pirate? <laughs> Very dorky part. A little, a little inside baseball, Brady and, and I, you and I have always thrown that line back and forth to each other yeah. constantly. Like yep. every time we get together, we're like, would you get out of here, you pirate? 
when we do the hand motion, the little like forward hand Got motion. Got to. Got to do the oh, uh, yeah. Billy D hand motions. But this kind of brings up a more serious point to me. And that's one of my main issues with this movie, Ryan, is quite frankly, they just did not know what to do with the character of Han in this movie. <laughs> it's because they weren't counting on him to be bad. Yeah. That's what I think. You know, like uh, Lawrence Kasdan wanted to kill him off. Harrison obviously wanted to go. We've known that for 40 plus years. But yeah. George didn't want to. And out, out of they wrote it for George, the- it, was, it was a financial decision because the character of Han was so popular. And, Absolutely. Uh, it was. I think it was mostly a financial decision. Um, and honestly, as from a fan standpoint, I'm glad he's back. Me too, because we, uh, uh, that's exactly. We need a character like that in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And I was just about to say Han really gets his due in the force awakens. I, I love Han mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. movie. And so I'm glad they kept him around. However, in this movie, you know, in the first movie, he's kind of the pirate, you know, uh, the rogue pirate in the second movie, he's the leader of a small group with Leia and 3PO and Chewie and everybody. And he also uh, is one half of the love interest uh, within the yeah. movie. In this movie, he he's it, just there. He's Well, he's there, but they didn't know what to do with him. So they just give him a whole bunch of funny lines. Like, I don't know, fly casual or, you know. <laughs> Well, don't look like you're keeping Judy your distance. Gets right up along the bridge of that. I'm just, I'm just saying, he gets a little too close. If you ask me, <laughs> it's like that scene in Titanic right before the iceberg crashes. There's that one dude who's like, "It's gonna hit." Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Uh, but yeah, they didn't. They did not know what to do with the character Han, and you know, Harrison Ford is a brilliant actor, and Harrison Ford is a he's he's a lot like. Um, Oh, Jason Momoa kind of in a way nowadays, you know, Jason, Jason Momoa is a very charismatic actor, but he's also got the acting chips to, uh, uh, chops to pull off comedy or maybe, all his acting. Chips yeah. All the table. He's all in baby. All of his <laughs> chips, all of his potato chips. And, uh, <laughs> that man eaten a maybe chip in 35 years, maybe, uh, Chris Hemsworth is a better example. You know, Chris yes. Hemsworth, can do serious stuff and but he's also very funny a very funny yeah. actor and stuff and he can do serious stuff but he can still be a fat guy too so I, I <laughs> just like <laughs> I that. just like me <laughs> uh, chris hemsworth is uh the type of actor who can shoot a blaster but wear nikes while doing it <laughs> there you go <laughs> and you're like yeah i buy it <laughs> Uh, you get my reference. Harrison Thanks, Ford man. is the only. Yes, I do. Harrison Ford is the only guy who can be on a Star Wars movie wearing white old man sneakers. So I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And people still love him. Yeah, from the behind the scenes, if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm bringing up a whole bunch of stuff here, man. Do you have anything I've missed thus far before I get to some other stuff? Just one thing, um, I always think Lando, after he's like, well, you get out of, get going, you pirate, and he turns to walk away towards that matte painting. Of yeah, the, the matte, it's obvious. And I'm not kidding. Painting. I think he stopped like two inches before he ran into that matte painting. He gets so close. I just I noticed like, that this last time I watched the movie. I think that, 
I think that every time I like to think that that was a, a bumper that they kept in because he actually runs into it and the whole thing falls, but they were like, oh, just, that's, we'll just cut right before. Yeah, that's dedicated acting. Right there. It's like, yeah, he's willing to get acting. two inches away from breaking his nose. That's some Roadrunner uh, Wiley Coyote yeah. stuff right there. Yeah, <laughs> painting the his face is just like flat. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, um, kind of the next part of the movie is, you know, we make it to the surface of the forest moon of Endor. And um, I got to say, great locale. I love great it. Location. The Endor is one of my favorite locations in Star Wars. And, you know, uh, I, I really like how, especially in the original trilogy, they they tried to make each movie have a different feel and look to it all. You know, when you were in the desert, dude, I was me. I wrote that exact thing. We I'm so glad the, you're bringing. Yeah. Up. We were I, in the snow in the second movie and yes. movie we're on a forest planet. And it just, once again, George Lucas, uh, he talks about it a lot nowadays, kind of in reaction to some of the more recent star Wars movies, mm-hmm. but it's true. He, he, yeah, he, movies today don't like to world build you know they like to touch on things that are familiar and stay safe capitalize on nostalgia which is a lot of it and you know yeah movie they each have a unique feel for good or bad Mm um i think i think for this one it's pretty much all good um for for this trilogy um but yeah they each have a unique feel to them none of them are retreads of the previous movies which is fantastic i think yeah so yeah i'm so glad you brought that up because that has always been a big thing with me (laughs) yeah and you know uh something else i really like about this movie and now that we've gotten on indoor (laughs) i want to mention it uh you know this movie uh, we've kind of given it some crap you know for having a lot of dialogue in it this movie has some awesome action sequences and they all kind of end each act of the movie. So at the end of the first act, we end with Jabba's uh, ship blowing up in the desert and everyone escaping the end of act two in this movie is the speeder bike chase on indoor. And I love this scene. This is hands down. One of my favorite action scenes in star Wars. I love, Oh yeah. uh, I think my favorite part about this entire scene is that there's no music. It's just sound. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. I, one of my favorite sound designs of all Star Wars is the speeder bikes. Yes. They're so great. They're great. And, and how you can hear like the revving up and mm-hmm. it's like they're constantly like going to the next gear. Like, yeah. Ring, yeah. They keep ring. on charging. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. It's kind of like the song Do Re Mi. You know, they just go back to Do and start yep. over. Oh, whoa. It's the ultimate vine loop of the song. <laughs> that makes no sense, but you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the speeder bike chase is great it's edited so well like i love how what happens before that shot where luke and that other um no 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 maybe it's leia luke he uh gets his speeder bike destroyed and he cuts off the front of that other guys and then that dude crashes and then it yes. cuts and it's it's a shot of like leia and the other uh trooper like rounding a corner and then going. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Love that edit right there. I don't know what it is, but I've just always really liked that part. (laughs) Yeah. I I know what you're talking about. And, and I like how 
I like how they filmed it too. They had like a stabilizer yeah. or something on their camera and just walked through. Yeah, and then walk for the reverse shots, they just Sequoia you know, National Forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I think it's cool. It, it's great, man. And I bet I like how Leia is the one who jumps on the speeder and looks like Leia. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really starting to treat her like a sister now. Yeah. Leia, wait. On her pigtails and everything. <laughs> by the way i said this at the end of the last episode without realizing that there were multiple leia costumes but at the end of the empire strikes back episode of the podcast i said episode six has got my favorite leia costume oh you need to clarify time, your point. favorite leia costume and you were like uh what are you talking about and i was like you know the and you were like the bikini the slave i'm like no what no i forgot about that no what i was talking about i was talking about the indoor i like the camo look oh. <laughs> i do i do i like the camo look i like yeah pants are like kind of blue with the the stripes like hans pants. Yeah. anyway i just think it's cool she's got like that poncho thing it's cool yeah something cool about the indoor stuff too i really like the camo that all the troopers and stuff are wearing it's really I cool know. and it's it got a cool trench coat it looks like the executive you know oh yeah yeah uh, morty, <laughs> morty seinfeld's like <laughs> famous kind of looks belt with other than coat. other than being a camo it kind of looks like his trench coat he wears in a blade runner but i i love everything that happens on the indoor and you know like i said i like the look of everything that happens on the indoor as well um but i uh also really like how that you know there are some good things to come out of star wars within the past few yeah. years and uh, i'll get to some of that here coming up here in a little bit but uh one of the neat things i like about now is in canon that old guy with the beard who's a rebel trooper on indoor that is now yeah captain rex from the exactly Clones. that's really yeah, cool I, I like that i know it's it, it is cool fingers crossed it's part of we see like team tiberium yeah like, tiberium it's it's tiberium I just want to correct you because you're going to get emails. Tiberium. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, Tiberium uh, or Berian. Isn't that like a video game company? Tiberium? Tiberian. It's a it's a it's a place in the world. Tiberia. <laughs> it is. No, that's Siberia. That's I where the Russians send on. <laughs> oh, <okay. sighs> <Come> on. <laughs> well, that, well, uh, anyway. Yeah, love indoor. It's great and everything. However, once again, this movie brought up so much. You know, I'd like to say this movie brought up a bunch of controversy, but actually, not that long ago, I was watching old news coverage about you know the premiere of uh, Return of the Jedi and like how the general public was reacting to it. People, you know, people, you know, said it seems like the majority of people said back in the day this movie. Was it as good as the other two? No, but it was fine. You know, it's fine. You know, yeah. it, it's a good movie. We live in a world nowadays where it seems like everything is either the best thing in the world or the worst thing in the world. And um, I I like to think that this movie was a good predecessor to what we would get in the future with Star Wars. And that's the fact that it's okay just to have a Star Wars movie that you like. It doesn't have to exactly. be the next Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and look, we'll get to it in a second, but the Ewoks are what people... Well, that's what I was about big... to get to. That was the but big I, controversial yeah, part. Let's of this. get into it. Let's get into it then. All right. Well, you tell me. I've been spinning, uh, spinning off a lot of stuff here. What do you think about the Ewoks? 
for one thing, they don't blink. You shouldn't have changed it, George. It was fine the way it was. No, I'm just kidding. Because, um, <laughs> you know, one of the special editions was to add the blinking yeah. for the Ewoks. Yes. Um, I, they're... I think the the main problem is I don't think I think it's how they're handled is maybe the problem. I don't think there's an issue with like having a little bitty kind of teddy bears be in the movie. I think it's that they're the maybe too cute or something. I think the knowledge that originally George was wanting to put Wookiees in here, but it it was cost prohibitive somehow. Yeah. Um, even though I was like, I don't know, they made a lot of Ewoks. Suits. I was about to say two Ewok suits, and you got one Wookiee suit. Yeah, you took the words from her. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it was a marketing uh, toy type. Well, yeah, they were going for a more kid-friendly movie than the Empire Strikes Back. You can Day. tell, but um, the Ewoks, that being the, I think if they were a bit more ruthless, um, a bit more cunning. I mean, I, they are cannibals because they were going to eat. <laughs> they were going to eat our heroes. Yeah. But I, people have a problem with the fact that it's an obvious, you know, toy grab, and that they defeated the empire or had a huge part in it, um, which I can understand. I saw this movie as a kid. I didn't really question it as far as like, really, this little teddy bears beat the empire. I was just like, oh, okay, this is how it ends. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have any like strong feelings against the Ewoks. I, I don't like them. Um, I don't think I've ever owned an action, an Ewok action figure. So that means <laughs> I hate them. I guess. Well, yes. And I, I had a Jake Lloyd Anakin action figure, man. I had a Jake Lloyd Anakin action figures. So that means, <laughs> and I didn't have an Ewok one. That tells you everything right there. <laughs> but um, they're fine. I mean, it's. I think there are enough great moments within the Ewok kind of section of the movie that balance it out for me to where it's like, it's not the worst. It's not like watching paint dry or anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I feel, you know, somewhat of the same way, you know, the Ewoks, uh, it's so funny how 40 years later, we're still discussing these furry little creatures and, um, deciding how we feel about them. But, they're fine. Uh, they fit the story, which is a more kid-friendly story uh, in this movie. Um, you know, the the way they're used um, in the final battle, you know, is somewhat a little ridiculous. But you got to remember, this is a movie. These are movies about space wizards, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think if it was pre- predominantly rebels and less Ewoks, we would be more forgiving of it, you know? Sure. Sure. And you know, it would have been amazing to see the Wookiee homeworld, And we eventually got to see that, you know, in episode three, which was really cool. George finally yeah. had enough money for, uh, an army of Wookiees. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had enough space to put up his green screens and film three guys sure. in Wookiee costumes <laughs> and just space them all over the place. But yeah, but the Ewoks, you know, are, are fine and they're fine. And, you know, the highest compliment, and I mean this sincerely, that I can give the Ewoks and their part in this movie is that it gave us Warwick Davis. And Warwick Davis is amazing, hilarious, sure. and just a treasure within Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just a kid, man. Yeah, just, just a, a kid, kid who got to and live out a dream, man. I mean, could you imagine I, I, literally going from just being a kid? on the street one day to, you know, the next 
couple a couple weeks later to doing a scene with Carrie Fisher. Yeah. No. And considering he's a child actor, hold on. <sighs> Had to yawn because we're talking about the Ewoks. Um, considering that he's a child actor, he does a great job. And he, he really. And that just shows you. First of all, he's a hilarious comedian, um, by the way, uh, as well. But he's also a really good actor, and he has been in a ton of stuff. He's been in several of the Harry Potter movies, I believe. He had a brief little part in uh, Lord of the Rings. It was a non-speaking role. He just played like a creature or something like that. Mm. Yeah, and he's he's just a really good actor, especially in Harry. In all the Leprechaun movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um. Yeah, it just uh, yeah. I if I could give the Ewoks a higher compliment or a high compliment, that would be it right there. They bring up some funny comedic moments um, that I think are good. You know, my like the trap that they get caught in. I, I like the line where Han's like, "Great, always thinking Thank with you your stomach." stomach. Yeah, I and love I, that line. I love the line right after that where. Uh, Han, or, or uh, I love uh, for some reason, I just really like the way Luke goes, Han, can you reach my lightsaber? He's just yeah. like a dork. <laughs> like, can you hand me my glasses? Yeah, I don't know how R2 cutting that one bit of rope unleashed the whole net, but yeah, you know, good on him. Kind of a cartoonish game. By the way, okay, Luke and Leia, how fast do you think they're going on those speeder bikes? I don't know. They're going really 800 fast. miles an hour. How far do you think they traveled really far? And all of a sudden Han and them, they're just like sitting there by a tree and Luke comes trotting up and being like, Hey guys, uh, I'm back alone. Leia's you not with train. me. How... You train. Yeah, oh, we just didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Had to but how would he like, and then how did he get, well then how did, did he force run all of the rebels to the wreckage of Leia and stuff too? I just mean, you kind of got to turn a blind eye to some of this stuff, but uh, I just think it's always funny. Like yeah. how long did it take you and how did you not get lost? Yeah. Well, um, well, if you start thinking with that mindset, right, then you start getting to, into territory. Like how's there sound in space that makes absolutely no sense. So that's true. Like, yeah. Where are we going to start drawing the line? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walks. That's where we, once again, the these are movies about space wizards intended for children. That's what they are. Um, that doesn't mean we can't get angry and hate each other over them. Brady. Like adults do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the next big thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, what has now become a very controversial character in star Wars lore. That is Emperor Palpatine. This is the movie where we first oh. kind of meet him. Obviously, we see him in Empire Strikes Back, but in the original cut, it was a different actor. Uh, it was changed later in the special editions to be Ian McDermott. But this is the first time we get to meet him. I got to say, first of all, Ian McDermott uh, as the Emperor, I never have complaints about him because no, he's great. Absolutely. He's absolutely wonderful as the Emperor. He's just maniacal and just. Man, he plays evil so well. <laughs> Even though I've heard he's like the nicest guy in the world. Oh, yeah. I love how they've got him in the original trilogy and in the in the prequels and in the sequels. Yeah. I think that's kind of a cool thing. Um, Not sure how I feel about it right now, but. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is it's the same actor. They didn't have to change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. In like 83 and then. 
you know, he aged up in real time. I don't know. I just think it's really cool that yeah. they have to change the actor so that his, because he brings a lot of interesting character choices to the character in Return of the Jedi, the way he phrases words, the yes. way his mouth moves and yeah. stuff. You don't have to bring in another actor to study that for the prequels and stuff later. It's the same dude. Yeah. So I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's wonderful. And like you said, the character of the emperor, I mean, within one movie becomes iconic, you know, just the way he says stuff, the way he walks, the way he moves. Uh, it, it's, it's great. And um, I, I love, well, you said earlier and you're not wrong. He's become a controversial figure, but that's only been in the last like year. <laughs> In the last eight months or so. Yeah. Or that nobody had an issue with him or Ian McDermott for that. No, matter, so. and I still don't. Uh, I don't either. Not, not I don't. Ian McDermott. We'll have, we have issues with choices that were made that were outside of Dermot's, McDermott or Ian McDermott's control. Uh, maybe character choices that were made from, you know, a story standpoint, but not the character itself. Yeah. Could you imagine, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Maybe I should save this for uh, the next uh, couple episodes away from here. But could you imagine like at this past Star Wars celebration, you know, they show the first trailer for The Rise of Skywalker and you hear that laugh and everyone freaks out and stuff. Could you imagine if people started booing and then he walked out and people were just like, boo, we don't want the Emperor. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, kind of the final part of the movie I really wanted to discuss was kind of the big finale. And it's a three-part finale. It's a classic Star Wars three-part finale where you have three separate things going on all at the same time. Uh, That's just kind of like what Star Wars does. You have the battle going on on the ground on Endor where Han and Leia, they're trying to get the shield generator down. You got the space battle going on. Uh, in front of the Death Star with Lando. It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. One of the most classic lines in cinema history uh, was made by a fish, and it's incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is operational. Yeah, and uh, I love, uh, once again, just another pointing out the uh, kid-friendly tone in this movie. I love how they felt the need to give Lando kind of like his own Side Chewie. Yeah. And so we get Neen Nub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love at the end of the movie when they blow up, he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I do think it is really cool that he appears in like episode seven and stuff. That is really oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, we have that going on. And then uh, one of my favorite parts in, in all of Star Wars is the confrontation and uh, everything going on with Luke, Darth Vader, and the Emperor in the throne room. I love everything that happens in the throne room. It's amazing. Luke's yes. temptation to the dark side is great. Mark Hamill, that dude's an actor, man. Like mm-hmm. he really is good in these in these moments and in these scenes. You can see the anguish in his face. You can see like the anger that's rising up in him, wanting to help his friends, wanting to kill this uh, the yeah. emperor for you know trying to kill his friends and causing this whole mess but also having to fight himself back because he doesn't want to turn to the dark side Um, his father is loyal to his boss so he doesn't (laughs) want you to kill him yeah no there is a great moral dilemma there that it's the classic battle in this moment it's the classic battle between good and evil 
It is. Moment. And I love how Luke is like, okay, I'm going to surrender myself. I'm going to go up. I'm going to confront the emperor and I'm going to defeat him. And then when he gets up there, the emperor's like, Hey, guess what? When you defeat me, you're given into the dark side. So I win no matter what, you know, <laughs> yeah. Pick poison and Luke's like crud. I, I like that, that tough choice there. I think yeah. that's awesome. And that's, where we finally get the redemption of Vader, which we'll talk about here in a second. But first I want to mention hands down. Uh, I'll just go ahead and mention it. I was going to save this for least favorites and favorites coming up here in just a few minutes, but uh, I'll just say it. My favorite moment in star Wars uh, of all time is in the throne room where um, Vader tempts Luke with the dark side. And, you know, he says, your sister, if you don't turn, maybe she will. And Luke stands up uh, from underneath the staircase where you could clearly see him. I don't know how Darth Vader missed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it was the shades on his, you know, the tint on exactly. his shades or whatever. It, everything looked red, just a red shadow. Yeah, yeah. And so and uh, I love it. Vader's talking. Luke's face is half lit. Yeah. Like half with red. Oh, it's, it's great. Oh. It, yeah, it's great. But I love, you know, Luke stands up and he says no. And they start fighting and stuff. There is a it's that uh, tracking shot, tracking right? shot. Yes. Oh, Luke I love it. And Darth Vader fighting each other that follows them from beneath the staircase out into the open. And John Williams magnificent score is playing. And yep. to me, the to me, that moment, it, it means so much to me because ever since I was a kid, um, that moment to me just has been my star Wars moment and has made me, uh, has shown me what star Wars is, what it is all about. And it's what George Lucas has said. It's always been about, it's about the battle between good and evil and seeing our heroes, those we look up to, even they have to face evil and are tempted by evil. And in that moment, um, that's just where everything about star Wars always comes to a head and it's it's my favorite moment is that single shot right there. It, it all comes together. Yeah. Well, and I I said earlier that there are some amazing moments for me that justify are not justify, but just kind of make me accept some of the sillier moments. And it's the throne room. That's what I was talking about. It's that stuff right there. That's what. There are those are amazing, amazing story moments and moments caught on film from a filmmaking technical standpoint and from an actor standpoint. That that's what makes this movie great, in my opinion. Yeah, boil boil it all down. It's that. It's that stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, (laughs) and uh, it's absolutely wonderful. And right after that, like I said, everything in the throne room is great. You know, uh, Luke makes his decision. He's not going to follow the dark side, even though he could have killed his father right there. He throws down his lightsaber and one of the best lines ever spoken on, on film ever. I am a Jedi like my father before me. I love that line. It's just, I don't know. It gets me hyped up every single time. Like, yes, I know. And It's, uh, it's incredible because, and I love it too. Right before that, when he's chopping wood, which I always thought as a kid was really cool when he's like, and he cuts Vader's hand and he sees the, like the machinery in there. And then he looks at his own hand. I, I love that. I think it's so great. And he's like, I will, but 
uh, you know, that's one thing I, I love about this movie. And, you know, we've been giving this movie a lot of crud just because it's a lot. This movie is very kid friendly and stuff like that. And, but kids are very smart. That's heavy stuff, and, man. Yeah, And a lot of times smarter than adults. And, you know, kids understand that moment right there. Uh, you talk to any probably, you know, seven to nine year old out there who watches this movie. And whenever they see that moment that you're talking about right now, they're going to understand it. They're going to understand yeah. why Luke is looking at his hand and why he throws down his lightsaber and everything. Yeah. It's, it's genius. It r- yeah. really is. For me, I don't know about you. Maybe I have the wrong interpretation. I've always kind of looked at it as like Luke looks at it and is like, and then he looks at his father and he goes, this is the path that the dark side yeah, leads you. To. Exactly. This is what you become when you're on the dark side, you know, a robot man. So. <laughs> I robot starring Will Smith. But, um, anyway, convert. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, the throne room scene is magnificent. We get the redemption of Darth Vader, kind of the fulfillment of the six movies, um, in that moment. And, uh, the first six movies, the uh, lightning power that blew my mind. I, I know like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. We'll be, watch out. Yeah. Luke gets freaking fried like a chicken nugget in this. Scene. Yeah, he really does. And you can see like the, like the shot or like the lightning inside his mouth. Yeah. Animated. So it's, it's, it's something else. Yeah. It's really good effects. I, you know, I, not a big fan of how in the special editions later on Luke, uh, George Lucas added the no from Darth Vader. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. We get, it. we get it. We know why he did it. We didn't need to say no, yeah. but and, uh, you know, and then obviously knowing where the, the saga goes from here. Saga. We know that this moment of the emperor getting tossed down the gargantuan shaft, uh, and exploding and exploding makes no sense anymore. <laughs> you just gotta, you got, I'll tell you what, Ryan, now the moment from robot chicken is canon. We now know that that moment from robot chicken, wherever they ever go, you ever have one of those. What moments? Yeah, <laughs> that is now canon. That actually happened. He did pause in midair and escape. <laughs> yeah. And then the who played. No, actually we now know in canon that, uh, his, spirit basically got transferred to his uh other clone but you know what i i was gonna save this for the sequel trilogy but i'll just say it now <laughs> i have started to craft my own canon oh and, and so not really but there are just certain things that i'm just not a fan of and i just kind of in my mind not in a belligerent way necessarily but i'm just kind of like eh that's not how I think it worked out type thing. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't know. My hat's off. I I don't know who wrote the uh, novelization of The Rise of Skywalker, but my hat off to them because I know they tried their darndest uh, to try and make a lot of this make sense. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I want to backtrack one moment um, to where Luke gives himself up and oh, yeah. he tells him, he's like, yeah, we're brother and sister. And Leia's like, I remember my mother. And Luke's like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, and um, anyway, when Luke uh, is like at that platform thing or whatever, when they're going to like the Imperial landing platform and Vader is, they're having the whole talk about like, 
you know, oh, you've built a new lightsaber and stuff. At the beginning of that, the one Imperial uh, lieutenant or whatever says, uh, he, although he denies it, I think there are more of them out there. And he's like, we'll take Skywalker to the Emperor and search the surrounding you know, woods for other rebels. And Luke has this look on his face like, what? Like, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. think I, it's like I said that, that I was alone. Yeah. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Luke? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Like, I just like that. Um, And then uh, after the throne room scene, we move on and we get this big celebration. Um, you know, I think this is where a lot of the animus for the Ewoks comes in. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, because they're playing uh, stormtrooper helmets as instruments, and um, I will say, way, one, I'm just gonna say this right now, Ewoks, you cannot convince me. They have no idea why they're celebrating. No <laughs> clue. They have absolutely no idea what's going on. Well, um, I, uh, I, I will say this in the, you know, there were a lot of controversial things about the special edition. I really like the fact that at the end of this movie, George Lucas went back and added like, and showing like the celebration of the galaxy across, you know, Coruscant and Naboo and Tatooine and Bespin and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they tried to do that at the end of the rise of Skywalker, one thing that yeah. picked me off, though, was they only showed original trilogy planets. They didn't show Naboo or anything like that. That really ticked me really? off. It's like I haven't seen Skywalker yeah. since it came out in theaters, so I don't remember. Yeah, I only saw it twice in theaters and haven't watched it since, but that really ticked me off. Watch it in two weeks, though, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we get the big celebration. Uh, we uh, uh, See, let we, me say something. We don't get the effect. traditional yub nub playing in the background with the uh, modern editions of the movies, but uh, I like the newer song better than yub nub. I do too. It fit. It feels a lot better. It feels more kind of like epic. <laughs> yeah, like we just defeated the Nazis. Yeah, let's not let's not play the the chicken dance song. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let's. I I go back and forth on the special edition things. On one sense, I don't like it as much but on the other sense the original which is what i saw first it does feel more isolated yeah you don't get the broader sense of like oh this whole galaxy mm-hmm. and i do like there's kind of the scene that you know was ripped right from world history of you know the statue falling palpatine statue falling i think that's kind of cool the only thing that really really bugs me I don't know why it bugs me this much, but I've just like roll my eyes. But there's a scene where it goes to Naboo and you can hear uh, Gungans. They're like, Misa free. And I'm just, why did we have to put that there? Can we just show Naboo? I mean, come on. I just don't like that. Hey, but think about in this context, though. Uh, Imagine yourself in 1997 seeing the special edition of Return of the Jedi for the first time. Peek at Naboo. Yeah, seriously, you were getting a sneak peek at some of these planets you were going to see. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but now we're 20 years on, and I think it stinks. It's fine. (laughs) And And I got to say this too: the X-wing pilots look like complete idiots dancing with the Ewoks. <laughs> Poor Wedge. Just, he doesn't have <laughs> in a single bone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there's just 
there's only one girl on the whole planet and Han is dancing with her. And so they're like, I guess we'll dance with the dog. And Billy D doesn't know what to do with his hands. So he's just kind of like air clapping, like with lazy wrists, you know, just kind of flopping his hands. It is kind of an awkward ending because nobody says anything. There's hardly any sound effects other than the clanking of Stormtrooper. Okay. I know, I know you've seen, uh, the star Wars without star sound uh, of the uh, throne room scene. Have you seen the one where it's the end of this movie and there's no sound? It's even worse. It's so funny though. Orlando <laughs> just, <laughs> and when they hit the stormtrooper helmets, instead of like being like Jamaican drums or whatever, it's just like plastic, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like hitting Tupperware. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great though. But, um, uh, and then uh, kind of a goop. Kind of a goofy ending, uh, but we get Luke looking off into the force and we see Obi-Wan, Yoda, and a young Hayden Christian uh, Christensen. Um, kind of uh, one of the other kind of controversial moments. A lot of people think it should have been uh, the guy, the original guy, the older Anakin. I kind of think the same way in hindsight, but part of me uh, also thinks, well, the reason we're seeing a young Anakin is because uh, that's what he looked like uh, the last time he was a part of the light side. So I appreciate that. And I respect, you know, the people who have kind of come up with that theory, but I really don't think that much thought was put into it. (laughs) They just wanted Uh, the new act. I think, yeah, they were like, we need, um, because that was something that was added to the, how was that? The 2005 release of Star Wars or something? They were just like, we just need more footage. We need new footage. So they got Hayden from, his revenge of the Sith is filming. Put him in some Obi-Wan clothes and called it a day. I don't think that much thought was put into it. Yeah, I agree. I, I respect kind of the mindset behind it and I'm like, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I do like that scene when Luke looks off, he's kind of leaning up against that. His collar is down. Yeah. And I like how uh, the music swells and you hear the choir in the background. Oh, and then it goes, roll credit one thing one thing though is that scene like the money shot at the end everybody is pretty much sitting still and smiling and and, like looking at the camera except billy d williams and he's swaying back and forth (laughs) he's like the only guy moving i'm like stop yeah it's like the director the director one more take yeah the director was like okay uh everyone look at the camera and smile billy d do whatever (laughs) you got it maybe i was gonna do it anyways (laughs) so uh yeah that's the end of the movie uh ryan do you got anything to add before we kind of break down our uh favorites and stuff oh let's get to likes and just our favorites whatever it's called no segment (laughs) yeah this segment that segment all right so (laughs) uh i'll start off here so we're starting off with uh, least favorite character. Okay. We're going to do least favorites first. So uh, least favorite character. Uh, it pains me to say this. I know who you're going to say. It's Han. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not who I thought. I, 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 Like I said, Han just doesn't really have anything to do in this movie other than just say some funny lines here or there. You know, he doesn't really get a story arc, you know. There's nothing there. Yeah. For me, he's got enough good Han material that I really like it. And he hits the ground really hard there. That's committed acting from a guy who hates his job <laughs> in Harrison Ford. 
really appreciate that. I guess my least favorite, I mean, is kind of Lando because I know <laughs> Lando is supposed to be Han, you know. And they didn't know what to do with him either. It would have been yeah. better if it imagine if like uh Luke and Leia led the team on the ground at the shield generator and Han and Lando took care of the battle, uh, of the, the space battle. I don't know if I would have enjoyed that as much though. I do like it, but I like having all of the three of our characters together for True. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're tough. Right. It's tough to, and, um, but I don't hate anybody. And, and if it was, yeah, it was fine. I, if I disliked anybody, it's his sidekick. Cause he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And you know, even the, uh, I'm just putting Han mainly just because I'm really disappointed by, Oh no, I'm, I don't disagree with yeah. that at all. I get it. Yeah. So, uh, least favorite scene you go, uh, you go, okay. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> least favorite scene, uh, for me is, uh, the barbecue scene. C3PO as a God, you know? Oh Yeah. I don't like that scene because C-3PO is a jerk. I couldn't possibly do that. You know, I, or, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's not proper. Yeah. It's, it's not, not proper. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like that. Scene. Why don't you use your divine influence? And get it out of it? <laughs> See, no, that's the I, thing about Han, you know, I said I was really disappointed by his character, but the way he delivers some of these lines are, is really good. Well, and there's a scene during, during the, uh, the fire pit scene that is one of my all time favorites. And I laugh at it every time I watch it. And it's when Han is trying to blow out the torch. He's kind of laughing. And then he's like, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's tough. Uh, Favorite scene though, for me, I guess would be some of the, some of the drawn out stuff at the beginning with Jabba's palace. I, there's one scene in particular where they're on, um, they're on like the little skiff thing that's going out to the Sarlacc pit. And Luke goes, you know, I was born here. And he goes, you're going to die here too. You know? <laughs> and it's, it's very obvious green screen and it really doesn't look good. And it's amazing to me, all of the touch-ups that they've done in this movie, they haven't improved that. So I guess for that, that might be my least favorite. It just looks odd for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What about a least favorite moment? Do you have one? <clears throat> I personally, out of all this movie, I couldn't think of a moment, a least favorite moment. I mean, I guess you could say Boba Boba Fett biting the dust. Sure. I mean, mean, but I don't know. I just couldn't think of one personally. I don't really have one either. (laughs) And then finally, uh, final least favorite, (laughs) the least favorite line, uh, mine in this movie, my least favorite line is, I'm with you too. (laughs) That was mine too. (laughs) Just the... yeah. Just the way it happens. I'm with you too. Dorky scene from start to finish. Can't can't get around it. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But um, okay, let's move on to our favorite stuff because I actually have a lot of favorite stuff in this movie. So um, who's your favorite character? It's Luke. Me Skywalker. too. Freaking Great Luke character. Skywalker, man. He <sighs> saves the day. He's, my, he's the hero we deserve, but not yeah. the one we need right now. Yeah, a close no. second, I'll say, honestly and truly, Jabba the Hutt for me. I really love the character of Jabba the Hutt. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's hands down Luke, though. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. What's your favorite scene? Okay, my favorite scene. I'm pretty sure we shared this one. <laughs> <laughs> the speeder chase. That's my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I had 
Mm. Okay. That my favorite scene was the Luke versus Vader lightsaber fight. Mm-hmm. And my favorite moment was the speeder bike chase. So I don't, <laughs> I guess there, I, if I were to say a more dialed in moment though, it would be probably the moment where Luke like looks at his hand and, and then, you know, throws his lightsaber down. That would probably be a more defined moment that I love. Yeah. See, uh, my favorite, uh, scene is the speeder, uh, bike chase, but my favorite moment, it's a part of a larger scene. You and I really need to, I need to teach you what the difference between a moment and a scene is. (laughs) Uh, my favorite moment is, uh, the shot I talked about earlier, Luke and Darth Vader fighting that moment where Luke stands up and yells, no, and they fight and stuff. That's a moment. Um, at least to me it is. And, um, well, I wrote an alternate one, and I'm wondering if I wrote the speeder bike chase and then realized that I that was not the right one. But a moment, because my favorite scene is Luke v. Vader, and then moment, also the one I wrote down. If they, don't laugh, it's going to sound funny, but I really like the moment where Luke is um, burning Vader. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, but it's really, really cool. The music is great. It's got um, the Force theme is playing. Uh-huh. And it pans up, and you see the celebrations. And, and knowing stuff. where the story um, goes after this uh, movie, I really like that scene too—the burning of Darth Vader. Yeah, because yeah. it's it truly is the end of Darth Vader's story, and it is. It is. So I do love that moment. That that is one that I wrote yeah. down. So yeah, and uh, what's your favorite line? So. Boy, there's a bunch. They're mostly Han lines, but um, it's probably the line where Han goes, hey, it's me. So, (laughs) Uh, I know this is kind of dorky, but um, uh, my uh, favorite line in the movie is actually uh, right at the beginning of the movie um, whenever Han gets thrown into Jabba's prison cell and Chewie's there and he goes, and he goes, Han goes, Chewie, is that you? And uh, Chewie comes over and he's just like hugging all over him. And I love the part where Han just kind of pats him on the arm and goes, I'm all right, big guy. <laughs> all right. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Favorite music, man. You got any favorite? Oh, dude, music? I completely forgot, uh, forgot to wow. talk about the music in this movie. Completely. Well, I'll tell you mine. Well, I'll I know it's going to be. Oh, okay. It's Jedi rocks. Um, it's just a great song. Um, it's the song that's sung at Jabba's palace. If you didn't know, um, um, the Max Rebo band really brings it. If you haven't seen them live, I highly recommend it as soon as COVID yeah. gets over with. Yeah. They're a good group to see live. No, the real one <laughs> is, um, it's got a weird title on the soundtrack, but it's the battle of indoor three melody. So that's what it's called on the soundtrack. So my favorite music in the movie is, um, right at it, it's a quick cut I, I think it's i forget what happens right before it maybe um oh yeah i think it's the emperor getting thrown down the pit of despair <laughs> yeah. and i i think it cuts to the falcon like zooming across the surface of the death star and then it's lando and like wedge and the x-wing and stuff swooping into the hole on the side of the death star yeah. And the music right there is so, so good. Uh, and you hear it. Uh, you also hear it in uh, The Last Jedi whenever uh, uh, the Falcon is swooping through the uh, uh, crystal cavern or whatever there. Nice. The end, so on. 
Nice. Yeah. You may have said this, but I already forgot it. What's your favorite quote? Uh, it's uh, I'm all right, big guy. Whenever. I'm... Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, do you got anything to add right here at the end? and then says okay i want you to go first look this movie's got issues but i gotta be honest with you man i'm just a star wars fanboy <laughs> and i really love this movie it's got some powerful powerful stuff especially in the third act of the film um that just is a lot of fun to watch i rewatch it frequently and enjoy it every time it's a 10 out of 10 in my book but i get it if it's not in everybody's book sure sure Wow, 10 out of 10. Wow, I wasn't expecting that, to be honest with you. Um, my score is not reflective of how I feel about this movie. <laughs> I love this movie. I really do. Like I said, it has some of the best Star Wars moments uh, are in this movie. It does have some issues with it, but you know what? That's okay. A movie can have an issue with it. I love Star Wars. I, and I bleed Star Wars to the core, but you know, every Star Wars movie besides maybe two of them have some issues with them and that's fine. Uh, it doesn't dilute how I feel about this movie. And just like you, I do watch it quite a bit. Uh, Return of the Jedi. It's a fun movie to watch. I think this movie keeps your attention really well, even though there's a lot of dialogue in this movie. I think it, uh, it keeps your attention very well. I think it holds up really well too. Um, there are some choices made in the movie that I think could have been different. And I think George Lucas actually thinks the same way. Um, in retrospect, nonetheless, I'm giving uh, Return of the Jedi an 8.5 out of 10. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, really good movie. Uh, now, Ryan, that concludes the original trilogy. It does. I don't want to, I want to remind you, weekly recommendations. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. Do that real quick. You can go all first, right. um, buddy. All right. Weekly recommendation time. Uh, so, uh, been watching some Disney plus lately. And I must say most of what I've been watching has been America's funniest home videos. That's not my weekly recommendation though. Uh, you should check it out. The world's a scary place out there. That's a nice, nice, uh, place of comfort. But, um, the first X-Men movie popped up on Disney plus mm. recently. Um, there's only a couple. They've kind of got random ones, Yeah, but, um, that's a great movie. You know what? I, it had been a while since I had watched it and I had kind of had this mindset of like, you know, yeah, it was good in like 2000 or whatever, but you know, we've kind of moved past that now it doesn't age well. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, it's not that great. anymore. So I watched it the other day and I came away being like, how did I forget about this movie? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I forgot how good it was. I always enjoyed it, but I thought, well, you know, it's what we once thought was a good superhero movie. It was no longer good, you know, and, yeah. you know, it walked oh, so Captain America could run type thing, but no, it's great. So um, if you haven't watched it in a while, watch it, but it sounds like you already have a high opinion of it. So I, I yeah, I uh, really like the first two X-Men movies a whole lot, uh, especially I mean, the second. first one quite a bit. Yeah. Um it's it's short and sweet, isn't it? That first X-Men movie. I think it's only like 90 minutes long or whatever. There's one scene where um 
you know, Logan is like, oh, you wear these like black span, you know, these black like leather suits everywhere. And he's like, what would you prefer? Yellow spandex. Yellow spandex. I'm like, yes, Scott. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that part. It's kind of funny how we, uh, uh, it's, it's funny living in a world now where uh, we're about to get a movie uh, in uh, the suicide squad coming out here in about a year where literally every character is we- wearing like a bright colored uniform. Oh, I know it. It's absolutely and, like, and like the two that like our generation, the, the kids of the two thousands, that was what superheroes were to us was just like black leather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, back in the day, like when that movie came out in theaters, I'm sure everybody had a cheeky laugh about it. Like, oh, ho, ho, can you imagine something so quaint and childish as a comic now, suit? Now, people oh. are literally begging for Wolverine's oh, yellow uniform. It's funny, it's funny how yeah. things go that way. Um, anyway, so uh, what do you got? My recommendation, I got to be honest with you, I think I've actually recommended this on a past episode of the movie Wasteland, but uh, it ties in so well uh with uh return of the jedi and what we're about to talk about in uh the next uh, trilogy that i had to recommend it again in fact i actually just read uh, finished reading it uh, again uh not that long ago just a couple weeks ago uh and uh, i i love this movie uh, it's a very quick read. It's very well written and it, it's a great star Wars book. If you're looking for a good star Wars book to get into uh, canon and uh, stuff like that, this is a great starting place right here. It's called star Wars bloodline. And uh, it's, it's about Leia. It's a Leia centric novel and it takes place roughly 10 years before the events of the force awakens. Maybe five to 10 years, uh, somewhere in that range. And um, it, 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 it gives a lot of uh, information and kind of deals with, you know, what happened after the end of the empire and return of the Jedi, what happened after that uh, kind of explains and sets up a lot of stuff in the force awakens. And it's just a really, really good book and uh, nice. some really awesome stuff happens in it. So that's my weekly recommendation. Well, if I ever finish Dune, I will get right to that. <laughs> sure. Catalyst. Yeah, your watch list and must-read list from me has got to be a mile long because it seems like all the time I'm telling you to watch something. <laughs> it, it, this may be shocking to hear you say, but it doesn't even bother me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, um, that concludes the original trilogy. It's hard to believe we're... Uh, all the way this far into it and uh, coming up, we got the sequel trilogy I'm and looking forward to this, believe it or not, at least week one. I, I, I'm, I'm really looking not going to lie, Ryan. Um, I am sincerely looking forward to talking about the sequel trilogy. I've literally, uh, wanted to record this episode. We just did for a long time because I'm just ready to get to that. Yes. Yeah, I know I'm ready to talk about the sequel trilogy. And, uh, I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people when it comes to uh, talking about the sequel trilogy, especially one movie in particular, uh, because my feelings on it have changed quite a bit. I'll oh no, really? Well, how about that? That's a good note for note to close this episode on i think little sizzle yes, yes. little tease all right 
So uh, thank you for joining us here on the Movie Wasteland. Please don't forget to uh, subscribe wherever you're listening. You can rate us wherever you're listening as well, uh, except on Spotify, which doesn't have that feature yet, which really ticks me off. But uh, hey, go ahead and subscribe while you're there. <laughs> um, yeah, subscribe. We have another uh, podcast channel, as a matter of fact, called The Mandalorian After Show Show. Uh, we talk. I think we're not recording stuff right now. You're wrong. We are. <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, we talked about everything Mandalorian related on over there. We recorded reviews for each episode in the first season as they were coming out. We've uh, reviewed the entire behind the scenes series uh, for The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. And uh, we just did our last episode today, as a matter of fact. Well, on behalf of my uh, cohort, 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 cohort. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, <laughs> we share a heart. <laughs> Hello. Well, on behalf of uh, Ryan, I'm Brady. Thank you for listening. God bless and may the force be with you.